Hi, this is Sharice Kenyon, and you're listening to the Beauty Me podcast, all about beauty beyond the BS. If you're a regular listener, you'll know that these episodes tend to mostly go out on Fridays, but this is one of those episodes that just had to be done while the thought was in my head. So definitely a little bit of BS in this one. And it's just my thoughts and reactions to two key things that have happened this past week. And they both revolve around eyelashes. This is so informal that all of my notes are on my phone. So I will be referring to my phone from time to time, but also there's going to be social media comments involved there. So yeah, my phone is the ideal place. So no laptop today. It's just me, a microphone, my phone, and I've just made my second coffee for the day. So hope you've got your favorite beverage. And yeah, as always, don't hesitate to let me know your thoughts on both of these two things. We're going to be talking about Doja Cat's lack of lashes at Paris Couture Week. And we're going to be talking about just one of the the biggest TikTok influencers that I follow. She's got 14 million followers. That's pretty big. Michaela Nogueira, um, apparently adding false lashes to an ad that she never disclosed was an ad on TikTok. And yeah, everybody's talking about it. Um, I'm going to talk about it. But one thing I definitely want to address is I will always strive never to be someone that is judging And I say strive because I think everybody judges in some way. I'm not going to pretend that I'm perfect, but I do try with episodes that are quite news related. I am not coming for anyone, particularly I'm talking about Michaela Nogueira. Um, I'm just not here for that. I am here for discussion and I feel that discussion is always a two way street as long as both sides show respect for one another. So yeah, let's get into it. First of all, it has to be Doja. Doja Cat dropping jaws in her Paris Fashion Week look. Doja stepped out to the Scaparelli show in head to toe sparkling red gems. All brought to life by celeb makeup artist Pat McGrath. You can head to my TikTok at Sharice Kenyon and I did a video of the look because it just had to be done. You probably have seen this image. Even if you didn't know who Doja Cat was, you probably do now. She's the woman that was in red from head to toe, literally. So it's Paris Couture Week. Doja is someone, I actually made a video about her last Paris Fashion Week, but that was you know, regular fashion week. Couture is something very different. It is the most expensive, exquisite fashion designs that you will ever see. They're just, it's just fashion without any boundaries. It's often stunningly beautiful and very, very expensive. And this was Doja's first Couture week, which when you are a musician or a celebrity, It's a big deal. It's something that people do celebrate and will celebrate you for. Doja has been known for giving looks ever since she emerged. I've forgotten how long she's been around, to be honest, because it's not just that I've known Doja's music for quite a few years now. I'm just going to see, go to good old Wikipedia, just to see when, how many years she's been active for. Yeah, so 11 years, 
Apparently she's been performing since 2012 and I'm not going to get into it here, but she definitely, like everybody, has her own controversies. We're not going to talk about that here. I'm just here to talk about this look. So Doja, whose real name is Amala Ratner Zandil Dlamini, is someone who's been just, you can see the rise, her rise to fame. She definitely used to be more known as maybe an alternative girl, an emo girl. And then just something clicked and she went very mainstream. And along the way, of course, you're going to start getting invitations to Paris Fashion Week or Fashion Week in general around the world. So it's Couture Week this week. And I cannot think where I saw it first. I'm guessing it was probably TikTok. And we saw Doja. Oh, no. What it was. The Scaparelli account, which is, that's the show that Doja went to. Now, Scaparelli has been in the headlines all week long because their collection featured these three looks where the models were wearing dresses that were complemented by these huge animal masks and they looked incredibly real. There was a lion, a black bear and maybe like a snow leopard, teeth hair, everything. And so, of course, there was a lot of uproar. People were talking about it's it's glorifying hunting and things like that. But I do tend to look at fashion as... (sighs) Fashion is... I do think fashion's struggling these days. You know, we're talking about sustainability more. We're talking about this year in particular being the year where we make our own clothes and celebrities are finally wearing things more than once so fashion has to have these moments okay and couture is a lot of money it's a lot of money you're talking tens of thousands of pounds for one piece so I get it Daniel Roseberry at Scaparelli just thought these three animal looks would just be so striking and so impactful it would get everybody talking and it did so they did their job the the rest of the collection is absolutely beautiful. It's absolutely stunning. If you are into beautiful things or fashion or beauty, go check out the collection online. But a key highlight, so while people were talking about the animal heads, they also started talking about Doja. She was sat on the front row, literally looking for want of a better description. And I'm going to share lots more descriptions in this episode. <laughs> Because the TikTok comments do not, they just don't disappoint. But the way I thought of her, the second I saw her was that she was a glittering raspberry. (laughs) Because picture this, she has a bold cap on, so, and she keeps her hair extremely short lately anyway. So from head to toe, she is painted red. Red makeup, 30,000 red Dorofsky crystals. Entirely covered. Her her entire face is covered. Her shoulders are covered. She's wearing a red corset, a red beaded skirt, red boots with the one thing that freaks me out. I don't like feet. And these boots have like these little toe. They just, it's in the shape of your toes. I, I think they're gross. But yeah, she's literally head to toe red. Like there's no part of her body that you see that isn't painted red. So right in the, right in her ears, you'll see crystals in there. She's wearing jewellery. It's these ruby red earrings. Nothing is off brand. It is completely red. It's giving alien. It's just giving eye 
don't care what you think. I'm I'm Doja, I've arrived. And again, whether you like her or not, this is fashion week. You you kind of have to make an appearance, you know? It's like be seen or be irrelevant. I'm not saying that right. I'm just saying within this context, within this conversation, it's about standing out. Doja absolutely stood out. Her stylist, Brett Allen Nelson, absolutely killed it. He wore a matching red outfit. And on his Instagram, he shared that the inspiration was a Pantone shade 1795C. But when you go to the Pantone site, it's described as pink red. But the actual color to me looks more like tomato red. And that came up in the comments as well. People were, of course, coming for me as if I'd decided that was the color and telling me I was wrong. And, you know, that's what it is with social media these days. I get it. But yeah, I I did find that description slightly off. But either way, it's a full on red moment. Brett was matching. And of course, who would you get to do a makeup look like this? That's so over the top. It has to be Pat McGrath. If you know Pat McGrath, if you know her work, she is a living legend. She is an icon. For me, she is the most influential makeup artist we've probably ever seen. And she was there with her team, obviously working behind, working backstage at Fashion Week is a regular thing for Pat anyway. She travels with an entourage. She travels with the most ridiculous amount of luggage. But often when Pat's in charge, it might mean that she's at charge from a distance and, you know, directing a team of people. But with this one, it absolutely appears that Pat was there and directing a team of at least four to five people, I think. When we look at the video content, you, you definitely see several pairs of hands in there just covering Doja. They start off with this bold cap and then they just work downwards and they add and they keep adding and adding and adding. And the comments, you know, the comments are what makes things funny. You always see those people are just like here for the comments, particularly on TikTok. And I actually didn't share this on Instagram. I feel that TikTok lends itself to very newsworthy stories. I certainly didn't expect that it would do so well. When I posted this story, I think I had like 3,300 followers on TikTok. And I posted this story, this this video, and so far it's on 440,000 plays. It's like the biggest video for me at that point in time. And I got about 2,500 followers just from this video. It's like people see, there's it's split into two. There's people that see Doja and it's an instant like and an instant follow. They might not even listen to what you're saying. They certainly won't read the caption. This is many people. It's not everybody, but I'm just going to tell it how it is when it comes to social media. People do like to be quick. They just, they like to be first. So the comments are coming in thick and fast. I couldn't keep up. Like, I now know to take long breaks from TikTok. You cannot keep up when your video goes viral. So I'm just going to read you a, a general, the general comments. Many people said they appreciated the beauty of Doja's head-to-toe red look. Many people said they appreciated it, but it wasn't for them. Many said they respected the amount of effort because it took almost five hours to do this look. A lot of people were saying, are you sure it was only five hours? Um, 
several people were saying, I love it, but it's really setting off my trypophobia, which is, I'm just going to get this correct. I think it's a phobia linked to holes. Um, let me just have it. Trypophobia is an aversion to the sight of irregular patterns or clusters of small holes or bumps. And it's quite funny because there were a lot of trypophobia sufferers in the, on this video. I was like, wow, I didn't know it was so widespread. Um, other comments, people were just like, she killed it. This is fashion week. What do, what do people want? Um, do people want her to turn up in jeans and a t-shirt? If she did, they would, they would, you know, really come for her in the comments about that. It's high fashion. If you don't understand it, it's not for you. Um, and in my video, I said, this isn't about making us comfortable. And she certainly wasn't comfortable. So why do we care? It, you're not the one that has to wear it. You don't have to remove it. You don't have to deal with maybe the makeup staining your skin. I mean, is it that big of a deal? I had a lot of people saying, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And I'm like, cool, great. You know, this might be TMI for some of you, but honestly, a lot of people referred to periods and blood clots they were literally like she looks like the blood clot that comes out when you laugh and it accidentally pops out <laughs> I found it really funny and when someone's funny I give them their due like I really do give someone their due when they make me laugh on TikTok because it's just so refreshing to like the many negative comments I just think it's so much easier to be quick and negative this is like I said earlier it's fashion you know, and it comes off and it's just a bit of fun. And I do think there's also many of us that we've had, you know, I'm tired of saying this, but it's been a tough few years. Okay. So what's wrong with having a laugh or falling in love with fashion? I I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So there was a lot of respect for the skill. And then I started noticing, like she spent five hours in makeup. Okay. Pat McGrath, the Pat McGrath, has done her makeup. And people start saying, I would have loved to have seen this with a lash. Oh, it would have been so nice if they'd given her lashes. Could we at least get some lashes? Like, I'm just looking for some more because basically what happened was the comments about lashes did not stop. Like I said, I had over 400 and something thousand views of this. And for me to notice these lashes comments, it clearly means there were a lot. And Doja, being Doja, I think she has a sense of humor. She decided to um, switch things up on people. So <laughs> I just want to find this audio to remind myself of what she said. It's Scaparelli and people are saying that I didn't have lashes and that they're disappointed that I didn't have, have on lashes, yet I worked with one of the greatest makeup artists of all time, Pat McGrath. And so today I gave them lashes, and so I hope they're happy. And uh, I just want to make people happy, so. <laughs> so when she, while she's saying that, Doja has got the most immaculate base on, I have to say. She has got a really low, low, low haircut. It almost looks like it's painted on, actually, because I know her hair is very short. Her base is immaculate. It's almost quite flat. She's just got bronzer on the forehead and a teeny bit of contour. And then she has no lashes, but she has 
what looks like lashes for eyebrows and lashes as a mustache and lashes as a beard. She literally looks like um, a musketeer. (laughs) It's like she just basically said, F you guys. Like, you know, in that in the recording I just played, she's like, you know, I'm here to make people happy. And I'm like, thank you. Just be real because that must be how it feels. (laughs) Like she said, I got my makeup done by Pat McGrath. Like that's, that's it. You don't need to to tell Pat McGrath. I think we could do with a lash. Do you think anyone in Pat McGrath's camp would dare say that if they were working on this look that day? It's art, it's fashion, it's creativity. It washes off. She'll be back again with another look. I mean, she's already, already delivered another look. She's looking amazing. But this one, (laughs) she's, when she's saying these words, she's looking at directly at the camera and she's just having fun. She really is having fun. And that element also takes me back to some of the worst comments actually on the Scaparelli full on red look, because so many of the comments were calling her a devil worshiper. She sold her soul, Illuminati. I mean, it. I'm not religious. I'm aware of religion. I have people in my family that will call themselves Christians and I'm not going to go there because for me, positive examples are often few and far between of religion in general. And when I go on TikTok and I see these so-called religious people or Christians or whatever they um, adhere to, literally hating somebody, I'm just like, is that part of your your ethos? I, I don't think it is. So maybe just ignore do you know maybe just ignore this maybe this is not for you the devil worshiping comments were unreal they were calling her satan she's going to hell and i think if you're on tiktok telling someone else you're going to hell like no you need to look at yourself but just to bring it back to the fun she wore this all lashes look uh for the victor and rolf show and she's just like yeah this is me and The other day, that was me. And tomorrow, I'm still going to be me. Makeup is an expression. And as she said, when you work with someone as iconic as Pat McGrath, you're probably just going to do what Pat is saying because it's a moment in time. But it's been on the lips of everybody ever since. Do you know what I mean? I feel like this is how you have moments that perhaps last. Maybe we won't be talking about this in a year's time, but maybe somebody will be talking about it in 10 years' time. You know, I make TikToks talking about things that happened 30, 20, um, 40 years ago. So maybe she is making her mark on the future. Who knows? For now, I'm just glad that she can kind of just stick her fingers up and be like, you want lashes? Here's lashes. And that's what she gave. So that's the fun part of this episode. (laughs) I'm just going to have some more coffee before I get into the second part. So the second part, I have a lot more notes for this one because I just want to be sure of what I'm saying. I'm definitely sure of what I've said about Doja because I've worked on a video and I looked over and over and over again at so many comments. But this story is one, again, I want to flag up here. I am not here to attack anybody. Absolutely not. Um, especially when I'm talking about someone that pretty much lives their entire life on social media and a fellow human, and we all make mistakes. So I hope you get that disclaimer part. I'm not here 
to bash anybody. But we're going from talking about someone very high profile being pressured to put on some lashes to somebody else who makes money from influencing people. I'm talking about Michaela Nogueira and I first started following her definitely for work purposes, as in I work in beauty and she seemed like somebody I had to watch because she has huge influence on TikTok alone. She has over 14 million followers and they literally follow everything she does from getting a puppy to getting engaged to doing her makeup. Her makeup style is is not one for me. If I had to explain it, I'd say it's very similar to the likes of Jackie Ina, meaning very full coverage, cut crease, full lashes. Everything is, you know, high impact. I don't, if she does natural makeup, that means she's wearing less blush. Do you know what I mean? It's, she is very full on. So I followed, I think I've probably followed her for at least six months or so. And the reason I'm trying to stress so much that I'm not here to bash her is because a few months ago, she kind of confessed that she's having a hard time with her mental health because of social media. So I am worried for her now with this backlash. But anyway, let backlash. Did you see what I just did there? <laughs> Let's talk about Michaela's video. It was for the L'Oreal Paris Telescopic Lift Mascara. Last time I checked, which was last night, it had 12 million views and over 150,000 saves. So that was 6 p.m. last night. And the comments were approaching 36,000 comments. And I'm going to play it for you here. You, this literally just changed my life. This looks like false light. This is how? What? <laughs> it's this L'Oreal telescopic lift. Look at the wand. Okay, so basically I'm taking the curved side and I'm going root to tip and I'm satin to coat the lashes. And then once you've done that, you flip the brush to the side and you use the hook comb to basically separate. This is one coat. Okay, I'm going to add a second. Look at the length. Do you see that? I am speechless and I'm not sure anyone's going to ever be able to compete with this. I, <laughs> I nearly stopped it early on because um, there's this moment where, <laughs> let me just see it again. You, this literally just changed my life. This looks like false love. This is how, what? <laughs> <laughs> that bit when she's like, how, what? She's like, got her hands to the side of her face like, <gasps> and um. It doesn't look real, okay? And I follow Michaela. She is very well versed in how to sell products. Come on, like, let's be real. So, but that just felt a little like, oh, wow, like acting. It just, and there are many comments that said those things. I didn't say that. What I actually, my first, my first response was, I'm just going to play the video again so I can talk you through it. But my first response was, okay, she's showing us a bare eye and the eye with the mascara on. And I instantly said, oh, she's also got a lash on that eye with the mascara on because the lashes are quite high up and they're coming really way out on the side. That's the giveaway for me. So now she's applying, she's telling us she's applying one coat. That's just one coat. She's flipped the brush over and now she's dividing the hairs up. Cool. Now she has, she said, okay. So now she has applied another coat 
and then it cuts and straight away we see her from the side and you're like wow did you just add a lash to that side because it is instant it's instant like this instant impact there is a where there was just like one layer of mascara now there's like a cluster of extra hair towards the end it's like wow and you know I'm a photographer so I I often have to zoom in on things and I'm zooming in on this and I'm like I can see extra lashes almost underneath hers I honestly I I don't think she's being fully transparent here and the worst thing was I just thought I when I watched it I was like oh cool she's wearing lashes with it I didn't even I didn't even go into the the whole like you just put a lash on I didn't I wasn't sitting there thinking it's bad I was thinking oh that's what Michaela that's how she wears her makeup but then yeah it's like the comments the comments range from well let me share some with you girl did you add falsies at the end we can see the length in the outer corner that person got 21,000 likes. Michaela replies, no, just three or four coats and my tight liner. Somebody else says, wait, are you not wearing falsies at the end? Michaela's like, no, OMG, L'Oreal would never allow that in a partnered post, but y'all proving my point. Basically, she's doubling down on the fact that, no, this is, this is the L'Oreal mascara, right? And you guys are proving me right, just how amazing the results are. So the comments, they range from positive to positive as in, I'm buying this now. So I know L'Oreal has made some money already, but there's also many, many people are just like, you're wearing falsies. And in fact, so many people are saying that Ardell should get some cash because there are four comments in a row that have amassed around anything from 10,000 likes to 36,000 likes. One says, well, I won't buy the mascara, but I've added Ardell Wispies to my cart. Another says, I love my Ardell Wispies too. Another one says, I know an Ardell Demi Wispy when I see it. And another one said, she forgot to tag Ardell. So... There are people in the comments that clearly wear lashes and they are just like, no, unconvinced. Unfortunately, while those ones are kind of said in jest, you know, they're kind of poking fun. There are many, many people that are like diehard, saying they are diehard Michaela fans and they're saying, I can't support you on this. It's like, you're lying to us. People are calling her a liar. They're saying, I've been a long-term fan of yours. I cannot back you up on this. And I think that's where the problem lies because Michaela has built an entire life around influencing millions to buy products. I don't know how much she gets paid, but 14 million followers, 700,000 likes. If only 1% of those likes goes and buys the mascara, L'Oreal are thinking, yeah, we, you know, we paid you more than enough. Like it's been worth a worthwhile transaction. But Michaela is selling and influencing based on the fact of who she is and who she claims to be, i.e. an authentic, honest content creator who truly loves to share information and experiment. So 
I'd listened to the Coco Moco episode on this. I'm definitely going to share it in the show notes because she's new to podcasting. And I think another voice, she could be another voice that you love. She is very into trend forecasting. And Coco Moco pointed out in her episode that she believes Michaela, and many people believe this, by the way, Michaela purposely made the ad disclaimer very small and only put it up on the screen for five seconds. And that she also positioned it on TikTok, usually on the left near the caption, there'll be like a little box that says if the person's using a filter or a green screen. And that will cover up anything that you might type on the video. So Coco says, Michaela purposely made it small, only put it up for five seconds and positioned it behind the green screen label. So she said, Initially, she felt like, okay, is Michaela hiding the fact that it's an ad? Because the only clue that it's an ad, she doesn't say it's an ad, but in her caption, there's hashtag L'Oreal partner, hashtag telescopic. That's it. So there's a conversation around, was she honest about this being an ad? Then Coco also discusses the fact that Michaela doubled down on the lie, which is what I mentioned earlier. So just when she's kind of telling people, no, that's that's why it's so good. The reason you think it's fake, that's why it's so good. So it's just basically Coco has, was saying, in a very nice way, by the way, I have to say Coco Moco is always very measured and kind in what she shares. So well, if you see her TikTok on this, or if you listen to her episode, she will absolutely say alleged use of falsies. You know, she will keep it very clean. Um, I am definitely more on, I, I, I really want to know the truth now because it looks to me like they are false. However, somebody that I massively admire who is a makeup artist, but also like a historian of makeup is Erin Parsons. She works extensively with Maybelline and she also collects makeup, like decades old makeup. She's brilliant at showing us old school techniques from the 20s, 30s, 40s. For me, her TikTok account, I think it's Erin Parsons Makeup. She is a must follow on TikTok and she's just so creative and very into the history. And what I really like is she has made a video She hasn't said Michaela's lying. She has just said, I know people are discussing it and I want to show you what I do on photo shoots to get this look without lashes. So Erin kind of explains her video with the intro that when she's working for brands, she cannot cannot use lashes. They're not meant to retouch. They're not meant to add. And this video, I'm definitely going to share this in the show notes as well, because it really opened my eyes. She, Erin Parsons is the one that's making me think Michaela could be telling the truth. So I appreciate that because I'm not here to be so steadfast and I know she's lying. I suspect that she could be not being truthful. But Erin Parsons' video has really made me reconsider because she shows how she starts off with one layer, two layers. She makes sure to curl her lashes. She has a metal eyelash comb to separate. Then she applies more. Then she makes sure she goes all the way to the ends and she keeps separating and she does several layers. And yeah, they look 
really, really, really super thick, super long. I've just taken a screenshot of Erin Parsons and they really, really, I will admit, they, they definitely look stupidly long. But to me, they still don't look exactly the same as Michaela's because one thing, Erin has done all those coats and her lashes are literally thick from root to tip. Michaela's have that look of being thicker at the base and more wispy, dare I say it, on the ends. So Michaela's still have a look of false lashes to me. I'm not a makeup artist. I used to dream about being one. I wear a lot of makeup. I don't wear falsies. So maybe I'm ill-equipped to comment. But I do think that she's used a few individual lashes myself. But definitely check out the Erin Parsons one if you are on the fence and you're not quite sure but back to L'Oreal Paris Telescopic Lift. This is the mascara in question. I thought I would check out the L'Oreal Paris TikTok account. It's the L'Oreal Paris USA account. And they have, yesterday, they had three identical posts showing the mascara. And if you go to the comments on each one of these posts, Michaela is being tagged. And several people have asked if the mascara comes with a set of false lashes. So there's that as well. But I really wanted to share with you my friend Rachel Todd's thoughts. She's a makeup artist working in London. And this is what she had to say about Michaela. I don't think you need to be a makeup artist to know when someone's used a strip lash. I think it's quite obvious that lashes were used in this. And I don't think it's, I think it's a bigger issue rather than the actual technical aspect of it. Um, and also a mascara will never, ever, ever give you the same look as wearing false eyelashes. Even when it says it's for a false lash effect, it will never, ever give you a false lash effect because why would, why would we have false lashes if we could just get it from mascara? Um, and you can spend ages and ages and ages combing your lashes, curling your lashes, applying delicate layers so strategically and it will never look like you've got a strip lash on. It's very shady, all of it. And I feel really sorry for the girl because she's very sweet. And I feel like she's, uh, I just don't think she is um, prepared for the backlash of the internet. I think she comes across as quite naive to me. And yeah, it's mean. And I feel, feel like also, I feel like L'Oreal have got something to do with this. Like, have they found a loophole where... Obviously, they have to um, declare they're wearing lashes or lash inserts or whatever they say on adverts, like print adverts, digital adverts. But is TikTok, because TikTok, you can get away with so much. You can put a tiny little hashtag ad on there. Are they getting away with it? Have they have they instigated this? I feel like they have. Call me, call me um, sceptical. I am sceptical. I feel like they have... Uh, They've thrown her out there. So Rachel mentioning L'Oreal there, that's thrown an extra idea in there for me. What do you think? Do you think that L'Oreal are exploiting the situation to see just how far they can push an ad? Because let's be real, they've made money from Michaela and they are being talked about because of Michaela. So they owe Michaela. But in that process, have they kind of thrown her under the bus to see how far they can push things? If Michaela is 
lying, um, would she be able to own up to it? So let's say people, it, it goes on and on. Would she be able to do an apology video? Because, you know, that's what a lot of people on social media have to do when they make mistakes. Um, would she be able to admit that she's wrong? Because if she signed something with L'Oreal, her admitting that she used something would get her in huge trouble with L'Oreal, right? So she can't admit it to us. Even if she's lying, right? She couldn't admit it because the financial implications could be huge for her. If you are someone that can help me out on this, um, legally wise, please let me know. DM me at Beauty Me Podcast on Instagram or Twitter or email me beautymepodcast at gmail.com. Let me know if you know the facts because it wouldn't be cool if she was lying, right? It's It just wouldn't be, it, it doesn't feel good to be lied to day to day. So it certainly wouldn't feel good to be lied to by somebody that has influenced you to spend money. But I don't know. I think it's a complicated thing. There are many people in the comments saying it's the end of the influencer and I'm here for it. I don't think, I don't think it's the end of the influencer. I think it's changing. But if it is the end of the influencer, I don't think we could all put it on Michaela's shoulders. I think Michaela is the one that got caught. I think many influencers have been doing, if she, if she's added falsies, I'm pretty sure many influencers have done it before or given some kind of false advertising to us using filters. I think Michaela's the one that's got caught and she's taking the brunt of it. And for me, that's a concern because of her mental health. You know, I can only imagine how she's feeling right now. I can imagine how L'Oreal might be feeling right now. Maybe they're in a better mood than Michaela is. Who knows? And I think unless we're given information, I guess the story will die down and we'll be talking about something else next week. But for me, this episode really made sense because I was just like, everybody's talking about lashes. This one isn't wearing enough and this one's wearing too many fake ones. And I think social media has just become a very judgmental landscape. So I just wanted to have a conversation. Obviously, it's just me talking, but I'm I'm definitely going to throw up a uh, a poll on Spotify if you listen over there so let me know your thoughts if you listen on Apple feel free to leave a review and mention this episode in the review let me know your thoughts I definitely want to know thanks so much for listening